Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful that you guys are uh, still on this journey with us. Thanks for sticking it out. A um, Couple things as we get started, we do wanna remind you guys, check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and then you know hopefully you found us on your, your favorite podcast channel. The most important things that you can do for us here is, is to like, things, to share things, and to give stellar reviews. Um, it just helps this to grow, helps our reach to grow so that we can continue just to impact more and more people. As we've started this out, what we're doing is we're going through Caleb's book, um, Pursuing Freedom. You can get your copy off of Amazon. And so we encourage you just to do that as you just kind of journey um, through this um, with us. And so um, we are on episode 15 now, and we're going to begin to talk about lapse and relapse and you may be like well is a lapse a relapse we're going to get into that today and so um, our action item is this that I understand that relapse doesn't make me a failure but instead should be used as feedback in order to improve my efforts at recovery and so we're going to begin just to, to dissect this to dissect this concept you'll see if you're been a part of a traditional recovery program that we have some deviations here um, not only in terminology but in thought process and the way that we view this and so this is going to be broken up over two episodes and so um, if you don't get all the concepts this week be sure to tune in um, next week as we continue just to bring this um, full circle and hopefully bring you to just a place of understanding and so Caleb as we're getting started I mean anything you want to share open up some yeah with? this is um, so this is you know we differ in a lot of different places from kind of traditional NA or AA uh, celebrate recovery uh, but this this is probably one of our more significant differences here is that we make a different we differentiate between what's a, a lapse and a relapse you know and, and so basically kind of the traditional understanding you know they just use the word relapse and um, and that's just when you've fallen back into whatever your addiction is you know you've you know, you know drank again after trying to give up alcohol or whatever um, but but we actually kind of differentiate that between that and there's a good reason for that and we'll talk about it in a minute but first let's talk about what is the difference between a lapse and relapse so what we what we what we teach is that there's a lapse which is a temporary error in judgment um, Whereas a relapse is where we've fallen back completely into our old struggle. And so what that would look like is say you've, um, uh, say, say your addiction is alcohol and, and you've given up alcohol and you've been, you know, sober for a number of days and then, you know, something, you go to a work party and um, you're there and you just get caught up in the moment and they're having, you know, drinks or whatever and, and you take a drink and you realize, you know, after you've taken that drink that you've made a mistake and that you're not going to do that again. And you know, the next day you've, you've you're you're back on the, the straight and narrow, so to speak, and that would be a lapse, right? We 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 made a mistake. We had a temporary error in judgment. Um, we did something we knew we weren't supposed to do, and we um, you know recognized it in the moment, and we decided to, to to correct ourselves in that moment. Whereas in a relapse, is we go, <clears throat> you know, okay, I, I took a drink at the work party, and then. You know, I feel bad about it. Well, since I've already had a drink, I've already ruined ruined my sobriety you get that today. Hair, hair of the dog in the morning. Yeah. And... So, so you know, you're at the thing. You're like, well, I'm I'm just gonna load up. I might as well, since I've already kind of broke my broke my streak. I might as well um, go ahead and go go all the way. And so, you know, then you have like ten drinks and you're hungover the next day. And then you're like, I feel bad because I've, you know, lost my seven months of sobriety. And I'm gonna, you know, feel make myself feel better 
you know, I feel bad now because I've, I've been drinking alcohol and now I'm going to make myself feel better by drinking more alcohol, which makes total sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then you just start, you know, then you just go back into to the old struggle. So there's the difference between kind of a lapse and a relapse. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. I mean, it is one of those areas that, that there's obviously a difference there. Um, I know for me currently, you know, I'm trying to... Um, you know, rather than just criticize everyone that's trying to be healthier, yeah, my doctor convinced me I should be one of those. And, uh, you know, so I have a routine through the week. Um, some weeks are better than others. I'm on that. And so, you know, if I miss um, a projected day that's in the, the routine that I have, I haven't fallen completely out of that new lifestyle on that. And, and you know, it's it's almost kind of to be expected with that particular thing. And so it's like, all right, I missed, I'm going to, I'm going to do better. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make this up um, and do the things I need to do and stay on track rather than throw away all the progress that I've made. But when it comes to things that we're recovering and struggles, you know, we do, we view it different. It's like, so, and over here in these areas of life, we see it. But when it comes to this, I don't know if it's just overwhelming guilt or shame, but, um, or just the way that people have, uh, have pushed it on us. But, but we viewed it so different. It's like, oh man, you failed here this one time. Throw it all away, burn it all down, um, start over from zero. And so this, this differentiating things like this, um, Man, it just allows us to maintain progress and success in a good way moving yeah. forward. So, one thing I want to add, because I'm, I'm going to say this about 30 times in this episode, and I'll probably say it about 30 more times next episode, is that in no way, shape, or form are any of us saying that it's okay to lapse. Like, so when you know you're at the party and you have that one drink, we're not saying, well, that's okay. You know, like I'm not. We're, we're not in no way condoning. You know, every now and then, taking you know, doing engaging whatever your struggle is like that's okay. Well, my boy's gonna be in town this weekend, so we're planning yeah. a lapse. You know, Friday <laughs> yeah. evening. I'm just gonna lapse them. That's right. And so you know, that's what it turns into is like, well, you know, if you're you know trying not to trying to eat healthier, and you're like, well, I'm only I only had McDonald's once this week, you know, on Monday, and then, but I had Burger King on Tuesday, and I had Wendy's on well, Wednesday, you know, but I only had McDonald's once, you know, it's like no. Uh, so, so what we're not, what we aren't saying is that a lapse is okay. Yeah, we're not promoting cheat days. No, but but what we're saying is that if if you if you make an error, like to to make a distinction between you know, did you make a mistake? You know, okay, that how we deal with that is different than how we deal with a full blown relapse where we've fallen straight back into everything. And that, like, you don't have to feel this overwhelming sense of guilt because you made a mistake and recognized in the moment that you messed up and you know, and that it's okay. And that, you know, what you're doing is working, you know, there's just a couple of tweaks we need to make to, to what we're doing in our recovery to make sure that thing doesn't happen again. Versus if you get into a full blown relapse, there's a lot that needs to be, we need to go back to the beginning and say, where did we mess up? Like we're, we're missing some fundamentals here because we've fallen straight back into, into everything we were doing before. So, so there's some changes that deep inside us that need to be made. So that, that's the thing here. Do not take anything that we're saying here as far as distinguishing between lapse and relapse is saying it's okay to, you know, we're not, we're not gonna to hold that tiger by the tail and be like, well, I can, I can handle one. I can, do, I can do it once. You know, if my buddy comes into town and you know, we go out for drinks just one night, it's okay. You know that guy on the on the podcast said it's okay to do it once. I did not say it's okay to do it once. I, I would prefer that you don't. But what I'm saying is that it's not worth. Don't you know? We don't have to throw everything away 
if we if we've done it once. Yeah, in fact, the goal remains the same. It's not to do it, not to fall back yeah. um, <laughs> each week. That that that's our target um, um, is to to find success every day in whatever you're doing. But uh, again, I don't want to piggyback off of what you know Caleb said. You know, just the difference. You know, um, I kind of had this thought of just you know if if I'd built a house, you know, if there can be issues maybe um, in construction, and, and one might be with the framing. If my framing's messed up, I'm not going to rip up the foundation and completely build a new house because somebody made um, some slight error or some problem. You know, my roof's leaking. Or it's just tear it down, rip up the foundation, start again. Um, but you know, there could be a foundation failure which you know that needed to be addressed and then kind of be the difference between a lapse and relapse there can be um maybe you've sprung a leak kind of in your recovery and it's like all right we need to to evaluate this area we need to correct it and fix it um because this isn't okay you know we need we need it to be right we need it to be good versus um you know i like our church, hey, it was built on a landfill. It's sinking into itself. Let's uh, <laughs> yeah. let's address the foundational issue. Right. Um, so, <laughs> kind of that was kind of the uh, the picture that popped into my mind as you were just explaining that. So, yeah. so let's talk about. So the reason we make that distinction, um, and I think it's important, is that what I would see through you know working in recovery ministry for however many years we've been doing it is that you know if we, if we call everything a relapse. You know, then then what that hap what happens is that we create this unreal unrealistic expectation to be just to be perfect, and that there's no there's no room for mistakes. And and my and again, my goal is is that you know whatever it is you're struggling with is that you you give that up and you and you don't ever engage in that again. The but the deal is is that um, we don't we don't have that standard for anything else we do. Like you know once you become a Christian. You know, you you don't get kicked out of church if you sin again. I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on your church, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here um, you don't. Yeah, generally you don't. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's and there's no expectation that you you just because you're a Christian that you become perfect. You know, there's only one perfect person, but uh, I, it's even more unfair, I think, to put that standard on people who are coming out of an addiction or a struggle who are already dealing with you know kind of an overwhelming the stress of making that change the physiological changes that happen um you know you're taking away something that they've used to deal with the stressors of life that's a lot of times what's got them into the you know that problem is you know this is how i make myself feel better because of the things that have happened to me and then we're like okay well i'm going to take that away from you and i want you to continue to function normally now you know and, and never mess up and never mis make a mistake because if you do, that's a relapse, and, and you've and you've messed up, and you've failed, and like that's that's a recipe for disaster, and that's what we kind of see, uh, what we've experienced previously when we we're doing you know another program, uh, and for our recovery here is that, you know, when somebody would mess up, they would feel a lot of guilt about it and shame, um, and they felt like they just like you're talking about, they've burned it all down, they've you know everything they had worked for has just fallen apart because they've made a mistake, you know, and it could have been. We could have caught it kind of as a, you know, a temporary judgment error. We could have caught it there and kept it from becoming something significant. But in, but kind of in the light of, of just, well, it's just a relapse. Like you just, that's it. You've messed it up. And and so then they've taken that and then turned it into a full-blown relapse and, 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 you know, fallen out of recovery altogether, stopped coming, you know, withdrawn from their support team and all that kind of thing. And so it's just an unrealistic unrealistic expectation that to have for people 
that are coming out of the struggle to, to be perfect, you know, I think. And so that's part of the reason we've, we've made that distinction is, is that we can say, okay, what, what actually happened here? Did we actually have just a temporary error? You know, is this, is this something, a simple fix that we can go, okay, here's a couple tweaks we can make and we can fix this, or did we really make a, a, a mistake that has derailed everything? And, and research shows too that um, you don't actually have to be perfect to overcome your struggle. You know, if you do have that temporary error, like that doesn't mean you're you're doomed to be addicted to whatever it is you're addicted to forever. Like you can you can make that mistake and then get back on on track. You know, maybe you make a mistake down the road a little bit later. You know, maybe you can go farther in your you know clean time and then you, you make another mistake. And then, you know, but eventually that, that will, will fade out and weed itself out. You don't have to be, you don't have to go 90 days completely clean. And again, I will say, this is not to say that it is okay <laughs> to every now and then partake in whatever it is you're struggling in. That is not what I'm saying. Your but best what, what bet if my is, recovery program or my plan is, you know, I'm going to go two weeks and then I'm going to, I'm going to slip back in for a day and then, right. then three weeks and slip back in for a day. And I mean, I wouldn't say that's the wisest okay. plan. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend that again. Yeah. It's kind of the whole holding the tiger by the tail. Yeah. You know, you, you, you think you control it. Well, the reason you're in recovery is because you couldn't control it. Yeah. So, so, so having that idea that, or trying to build in that, like, well, you know, I, I'm going to, it's okay to, to do it every, no, it's not okay to do it every now and then. Okay. Uh, both, both in either the lapse or relapse, um, we, no, you know, we don't want to do that at all. You know, I mean, even as a Christian, I don't want to sin, no. <laughs> you know, when I do it, you know, it's like, ah, I wish I, I wish I hadn't done it. I wasn't like, well, this is my sin for the week and I'm sure I'll be okay. I'll be, I'll, you know, next week I'll, I'll go two weeks before I sin. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, uh. Um, so, so again, I am not endorsed just by saying the fact that, you know, you can, you can still be successful in recovery by having a temporary lapse every now and then is not saying it's okay to have a lapse. I don't want you to have a lapse at all, but I'm trying to, to get across the point. Like you haven't burned it all down as we were saying, you haven't burned it all down by making a mistake or, a, you know, one or two mistakes. Um, and Romans tells us that, right? So that for everyone is sinned. We all, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. And again, just because, you know, uh, when, you, when you accept Christ and you become a Christian, you, you still sin, you know. Um, we still make mistakes. We don't get thrown out of our churches because we continue to make mistakes, and, and we shouldn't have that same kind of idea in recovery that just because you relapse that you failed and you've got to start over and everything's you know for nothing and, and you haven't you know you haven't improved and, and that could, that's not what we want to change the way we look at these things. Yeah, we absolutely do, and I want to couple Romans three twenty three um, with Romans six. I encourage you to read through Romans six because there, there's a goal in all this. I mean, the target is. Man, to pursue a life of perfection like Christ. And God's word tells us that that'll be complete the day Christ returns or, you know, and we're sent home. So not on this side of heaven, but on the next, you know, that's going to come to a fullness. But there's a pursuit in all this where we're, you know, it's a process of sanctification. You know, if we want to get kind of churchy with our language here. Um, but Romans 6, 1, it says, well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Um, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or if you forgot, and that we're joined 
with Christ Jesus in baptism. We joined him in his death. Um, so, so that's our goal is to move away from things. But, but we are broken people. There's failures. There's, there's a process that, that's likely going to take place. You know, our hope and our prayer for you is, man, from day one, you'll get it. Never look back. Never turn back. And that you would have perfection through all of this. The reality is that that is an, an unlikely um, scenario <laughs> for most yeah. of us. If you're if you're like 99% of the people out here, you're gonna stumble um, at some point. Again, we're not saying that that's okay or that should be acceptable, but the reality is that it's a likely thing. So don't let that mess you up. And, and keep in mind, and we're, we shouldn't go continue to live in it. Um, realize that man we we're we're only human and and just stop at you know if something happens stop at the lapse don't allow it to become a relapse don't allow it to be something that that throws you back into the mix of it um again like Caleb said you don't have to be perfect to overcome your struggle you know I've been free from substance abuse for many years now um and I would like to say the day that I decided to quit using substances was the last day. But the truth of the matter is that there was a little bit of a process there in the beginning. And I had some failures and, you know, they, they were hard. Um, and I was disappointed in myself. And I didn't let it derail me, though. I was like, all right, I can't let that happen again. Well, unfortunately, I, if I'm being real honest, it happened a couple of times again. But um, I was like, I can't let this happen again. Um, I remember with methamphetamines, man, I, I had it an issue through my teenage years um, where I used a lot of speed. And then I was free from it for uh, several years. I had some life issues go on in my early 20s and wound up at a dope house in Tulsa. Um, and then I reconciled, this is terrible. <laughs> Why am I here? Um came down never went back again you know so that 13 plus years ago where like yeah that was, that was stupid now was that a relapse or a lapse it was a lapse it was different it was temporary and i didn't allow that temporary error in judgment that that led me back to that situation uh, i didn't allow it to keep me there for any more amount of time than than you know that moment of realization that this isn't for me i'm not going to be here anymore um so um don't continue to live in it we're pursuing perfection um, with this understanding that perfections, I mean, it's elements are, of it are going to be unattainable. That, that doesn't mean that that's not our target. Right. That's got to continue to be the target we keep in front of us. Um, and so starting over with every error in judgment, um, <clears throat> it is, it creates so much pressure in, in our recovery. Um, you know, even with, you know, with that, that lapse on meth, you know, I don't, I don't count that as that was a start over for me. I quit using in my teens. Um, I placed my head firmly in my rear end one <laughs> evening in my 20s, <laughs> but that wasn't starting all over for me. I mean, I had gained so many, so much progress, yeah. you know, that, that I held on to in that moment and continued to take that progress with me moving forward. Yeah. And so... Um, no, I mean, you know... Uh, most of us if you drive you know how to change a tire right and and you don't know how to change a tire because you want to change a tire or you expect to have to change a tire um you you don't but but you're prepared for that to happen and that's that's the difference here is that we're, we're preparing for do we want to you know when you drive your car do you want to not have a tire go flat yeah but you want to know how to fix it in case something happens and that's what you know, acknowledging the reality, like you're talking about it. Do we want everybody to be, to be perfect as they come out of their struggle? Yeah. Do some people do that? Some people just cold turkey. Man, they do. And that, but that's that's an exception, not the rule. And what happens is that people, you know, you do you you do well for a while, and then something, 
you know, life hits you in the face, and then, you know, and, and, and so, it can be so overwhelming that you, you go back to that thing that you struggle with because you just don't know what else to do. You don't know how to cope or to, to do that thing. And, and so by making these distinctions, we're, we're teaching you how to change that tire before so that when it happens, that now, instead of just being totally stranded, you know what to, to do to get back, you get yourself back on the road. And, um, and, and, and again, so we're, so, because what we don't want you to do is to fall completely back into, into a full-blown relapse. You know, that's what we're, we're trying to avoid. And so by making that distinction, we, we hopefully, you know, stop that before it goes from one, one tiny error in, in, in judgment and turns into um, a, lot of, a lot of errors in judgment. So what we're going to talk about in, in next week, we'll talk about um, how, you know, the practical side of things. How do we take a, a, a recent lapse or relapse and look at it and, and go, okay, how do I fix this so it doesn't happen in the, in the future? But today, the, the other focus we want to talk about is what typically happens is in a lapse relapse is that we, we feel embarrassed and we feel a lot of shame with that. And, and our natural inclination is to pull away from our support team or our recovery program um, and to withdraw. And that's like the least, that's like the last thing you should do. The, that's the absolute worst thing you should do is to pull away from your recovery and your support. And what we need to do is actually engage more with our laps, or sorry, with our um, recovery team or our support team, our sponsors, our accountability partners. Um, and, the, you know, and it's just human nature, right? We feel shame. We feel embarrassment. We make a mistake. And it started back from the, in the garden, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, they, they, they did what God told them not to do. And what was the first thing they did was they hid from God. And, and we've been doing that ever since. And, um, you know, like I said, what we want to do is, is that's the time to, to pull into our support team, to lean on them, to start using them for support and for encouragement, to, to help remind us that we're not failures, that, you know, our life isn't just doomed and um, that they can help us and, and they can help us uh, learn from the situation, help, get, help, help us get back on track. Yeah, a lot of times that's the difference between a la lapse and a relapse, you know. If you want a lapse to stay at a lapse and you've messed up, the way you do that is leaning in. Um, it's that moment of pulling away that, that you've likely then created and, and crossed the threshold of, all right, now now we're going into relapse territory because you've you failed to walk the program out completely and um, you've pulled away from everything that was um, helping you gain success. Um, so... And we see it. We see it so much. And and I know if you're a part of our program here on site and you show up, if if you failed, um, I hope we've never given you the impression that you can't come talk to us, um, and that we're um, not going to be there for you. In those moments, I mean, my heart is that, and and Caleb's heart and the team's heart is that that you would you would show up. We want to love you. We want to support you. We want to help see you through whatever's going on. Um, and and that's, believe it or not probably the attitude of the majority of the people that are in your corner with recovery. But human nature says, I've got to hide. Um, I've got to hide from God. I mean, God sent his son for, for our forgiveness with an understanding that we needed him and yet we want to pull away from him in those moments out of shame and guilt. And that's the last thing that God wants us to deal with. Um, he, he wants us to deal with conviction and turn back to him. It's the exact opposite, not, not things that push us away. Um, and so we've got to learn in these moments that, that if you've stumbled, you've tripped, you, you've fallen down a little bit, stand up, 
and, and turn back towards the people that are in your corner, the program, turn back to God um, and, and just re-engage or double down on your engagement to get back to a healthy place and keep a lapse in judgment from turning into a relapse. So wait a minute, I'm, I'm unclear. So <clears throat> you're saying that if somebody messes up, we're supposed to forgive them? And like, you know, we don't just kick them out of our program and not allow them to, to do things like to, to ever. Well, you know, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> because, you know, that's, that's the measure that's that insane. I want to be dealt with, yeah. you know, because I'm not perfect, believe it or not. I know a lot of people um, find that to be shocking. Um, I, I fail in different areas, and so I want people to operate that way with me, and so that's that's kind of the expectation I have with other people. And, and I base that off of the fact that, that God dealt with me that way. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I get that because I'm easily a forgivable person, but to forgive others when they mess up, yeah. that's unreasonable. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's the expectation. It should be the basis for all that we do um, huh. in regards to handling people. I guess that's. Uh, I guess it's possible. <laughs> I just say that because uh, I don't know if you could tell. I was being a little sarcastic. Um, you know that we do get this idea that you know we are, you know, they can't. I can't be forgiven or whatever. But you know that as a church, you know, not only as a recovery program, but as a church, that's that's what we're called to do because. You know, we forgive because we were forgiven and we continue to be forgiven. And somehow some people get it in their minds that they're above being, you know, for, you know, well, what I've done is not nearly as bad as what they've done. And so um, they shouldn't be, you know, they, they shouldn't be allowed to do this or that or they shouldn't be forgiven or whatever. It's like, no, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the wages of sin is death. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of that glory. There's no, there's no differentiation between, you know, your sin or how, how good of a person you are or to, to somebody else. And that God has forgiven you. Jesus came to die for your sins, regardless of what you've done compared to what other, somebody else has done. He, di he died for them also. And that in that forgiveness, we forgive others. And that when you have failed or relapsed and you have made a mistake, you know, our, our, we do it here. You know, we, we forgive you. It's not for us to forgive you, but I mean, like, you know, God forgives you, and we extend that through our program. You're allowed to, you know, we, we're not going to shun you. You should never feel that way. You shouldn't be ashamed to go back to, to whatever recovery program you're a part of because you've made a mistake, you know. And if, if you're getting that vibe from people, then you're, you're in the wrong place, you know. that Their heart is not in a, you know, a Christian I don't know, manner or, you know, like that's just something I've seen a bunch of and it, it drives me nuts. As you can tell, I'm a little, I get a little amped up about that. But, like, people start making value judgments on, well, your sin's worse than mine. So, you know, we're not going to forgive that. But, you know, I should, I should be uh, just easily for, forgiven because, you know, what I've done is not nearly as bad as what they've done. It's like, no, that's not how it works. And if anyway, they're trying to hold you sorry. accountable, uh, you know, that's not necessarily, they're not forgiving you. They can still have a conversation about stuff to help you and encourage you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I will say this, too, um, that just like, you know, we're obligated to forgive, um, I mean, have that recognition that you deserve forgiveness. Like, it's there. And that's where the shame and guilt will, will pull you away from things because you'll convince yourself, man, I, I've messed up for the 10th time. I'm just unworthy of sobriety i'm unworthy of change don't fall into that mindset either don't allow people to push you there and don't accept it uh, for yourself and continue just to lean into to change in those moments yeah you know two things can be true at the same time there is that one 
we can be forgiving, you know, if, if you've messed up and you've come in to, you know, hey, I, I had another I had another lapse. It's like, well, this is the third time this week. I think we're in a relapse country, you know. But, you know, that we go, it's okay. We're, we're going to, you know, we're going to be here and accepting you. But then accountability also can be true, you know, and us holding you accountable and say, maybe you should try not being stupid. You yeah. know, have you tried that one? You know, that's. And oh, you're judging me. No, I'm not. I'm holding you accountable, right? Yeah. God judges. I don't judge. But pointing out where you've made a mistake is, you know, and where where there were errors in judgment leading up to that is not judgment. That's accountability, right? Judgment is, is passing a sentence, right? If you if you speed, the the cop who pulls you over does not judge you. He just made you acutely aware of the fact that you broke the law. When you go in front of the judge, he judges you, right? The judge gives you hands down the sentence hands down the punishment. We don't judge. We just say, hey, this is where you made a mistake. That's accountability. That's not judgment. And so, so many people are afraid. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go back to the church. They're so judgmental. No, they're not. We're just, it's called accountability. And it's, it's biblical. It's in the Bible. It says, you know, if, if you who are, are, are spiritual should go and, and encourage your, you know, your brother who's fallen, um, paraphrasing there. But, um, and that, and that's what your recovery team is for. That's what your support team is for, is to help you because you're in it, you're in you're in that moment. You're you're the one who made those mistakes, and so you're not going to see that clearly as, as somebody who is not in that you know who didn't go through that process. You can come out to your recovery team, your support team, and say, "Here's what here's what I did. Here's how I led up to this this thing," and then they can go, "Okay, well, from where we're standing, this is where we made mistakes," and that's how that's how you use them. But instead, what a lot of people do is again they they allow the shame and the anger and the frustration. You know, because I think they've they've thrown it all away because we made a mistake, and so I'm not. I can't go back there. I can't show my face. It's like, well, no, that's where your your support team one. They they say it's okay. You know, you're not a horrible person. You know, we we still accept you. This is still a place where you get recovery. We're still here to support you. The journey with you as we get you through this this kind of this hurdle, this hump that we've we've hit. But here's where you were stupid. You know, and and. You have to be able to take that and not be like, well, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. We're holding you accountable. That's what you're for. Like, that would be the worst personal trainer in the world. Like, if you go into the gym and start working out and you're doing it wrong and, you know, like you're bench pressing and you're, you're you know, lifting it with your legs or something totally <laughs> stupid and the personal trainer's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's okay. I don't want to judge them. Yeah, I don't want to judge them. I don't want to judge your forms. Like, no, that's what you're, that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. That's your job. Our, our support team isn't there when everything's perfect they're there for, to support you when you did something stupid so anyway i'm <laughs> ranting <laughs> uh, i love it yeah um, and, and all of this is to help you make better decisions um so we lean in you know don't pull away in those moments don't don't run from your support system um you know none of us are here um like caleb said to pass judgment but you know we we want to we want you here to re-engage because um, partly because we want to help you to make better decisions moving forward. We want to help you um, as you kind of take those steps to begin to um, evaluate what brought you to a place of lapse and to hopefully keep you from falling into relapse and to hopefully keep you from falling back into lapse at some other point in time. So we need to address the, the circumstances. We need to address the elephant in the room, so to speak, you know, and, and to, to lovingly encourage you um, from a place of forgiveness um, 
to, to make better choices, to evaluate the things in your life. Um, in Ecclesiastes 4.12, I mean, it really gives a great picture of this. It says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but um, two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And so in that moment of, of lapse, a lot of times that happened because we were, we were standing alone because we weren't as engaged as we should be um, with with God, you know, with our walk, um, or, you know, we weren't engaged with the, the people that God's placed in our lives. And we've, we've drifted just enough that we find ourselves standing out in the open and the enemy that prowls around like a lion has, has utilized, um, our, our area of vulnerability to, to pull us to laps. And so then we've been attacked. The only remedy for that um, because we, we can't take him on alone is to re-engage with, with what can help us. Well, what was that? Again, you drifted away from God, so that you need to re-engage there. And don't allow shame and guilt in your laps to pull you farther away from that. And then the people God's placed in your life, whether it's a sponsor, a mentor, recovery partner, um, pastor, wh whoever, you know, re-engage there. Because it was that isolation, the fact that we've drifted far enough away that we're attacked. And so a person standing alone can be attacked, but two can stand back to back. So have that brother to help watch your back. Well, guess what? If, if I'm standing back to back to Caleb here, my, my goal here is to let him know what's, what's coming up behind him. So I may have to address things in, in the environment <laughs> and in the situation, not passing judgment, Hey, yeah, Caleb, I didn't want to tell you about this guy with a sword coming up to, to slit your throat. I don't want to, to judge the situation. Judge <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's to be there and say, all right, I've got your six here, um, and, and this is what's coming up. I want, I want to have a conversation about it. I want to address it. Not from a place of judgment, just, yeah. just to make you aware that, hey, I don't think it's safe back here. <laughs> you know? um, and then you know, finishes up. Three are even better for a triple braided cord. It's not easily broken. And so... Um, we, we've got to we've got to re-engage in these moments. Don't allow the fact that you've drifted into isolation and and now you've messed up. Don't allow that to keep you there. Move back to the herd, so to speak. Um, re-engage re with the people that that love you. No, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about the judgment thing. This, the two verses people know is John three sixteen and then Matthew seven. It's like, oh, take the log out of your own eye. Yeah, you know that's something. <laughs> well, if you're taking out of context, I would like to give a oh, whole podcast to the fact that, um, man, I, I'm actually I've got like some sermon notes and um, on things that I kind of develop over time, and one of them is like. I don't have a title for it, but in a nutshell, it's like stupid crap that Christians say. And <laughs> That's there's, a great title. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one of them is, uh, you know, Christians shouldn't be judgmental. And, I mean, if you really look at Scripture— it, that's that's not actually what it says. I mean, there's like this, you know, place where we shouldn't judge people who aren't in the church. But what somebody's come into the body and they they declare themselves Christian, we have a responsibility to look at the things that they do as brothers in Christ and to not like convict from a place of judgment, right. but but make a judgment on the kind of fruit that we're bearing um, in our lives and the things that we're doing. And then but Christians fall into this worldly mindset. I, I mean. And I don't know where where it stemmed from exactly, but it's just not accurate that, that we're obligated to look at each other's lives and call each other out on our crap. Like, yeah. we're supposed to do that, but we have this stupid saying, 
Oh, Christians shouldn't judge. Yeah, well, like I said, in, in a you know, sense, we should. Yeah, I mean that's that's accountability. Yeah. It's, and that's in, in, in the Bible. It's that's a it's principles called church discipline. You yeah. know that you hold each other accountable, and in, in in some regards, you you know you exact some sort of discipline on people who've done the wrong thing. You know, but uh, I do think yeah, we've taken judgment. You know, we've we've assigned a, a definition of that that it isn't accurate, and that you know, like I said, God judges. You know, but but me pointing out like, hey, you know, the Bible says this, and you know, you're doing this, like, that's not judgment. That's just that's what the Bible says. I'm just saying what the Bible says. Like, and if you came to me and like, hey, Caleb, you're, you know, you're doing this thing, and the Bible says you should be doing this thing, and be like, you know what, you're right. Like, that's that's called maturity. <laughs> you know, on the on your part to be able to go, you you know, yes, you're calling out your crap, and you know, here's the. Who'd have thought that I have this in the notes? This verse that I <laughs> took out, a, I paraphrased. But it's in Galatians 6. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help the person back onto the right path. So that, that probably means we can't say, hey, you're being stupid and quit doing <laughs> Here's your crap. But anyway, um, I guess that means we have to be more uh, euphemistic in how we talk. Anyway. And it continues on here, it says, And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. So what, it, I mean, it says it, right? It says, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly. Now, does that mean like, you know, that just means the people who are perfect, right? Or allowed mm -hmm. to, that, that's what you who are godly means, right? Yeah, so that means nobody should tell me anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what, and that's where we, that's, and, you know, and that's the interpretation most people have arrived at in this verse. It's like, no. It's, it's you who 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 recognize that that your brother or sister are falling away, you know. As as a, and like we take it from such an adversar adversarial kind of standpoint, like oh, you're just trying to you're trying to judge me. You're trying to you know. It's like no. It's, as a fellow believer, like I want you to uh, succeed. You know, I want you to live out the life that you know Christ has for you. Like I didn't. You know, we didn't change our recovery program here because like I felt like I'm better than people that have a drug addiction like no I, I want the people that are in recovery to to get out of that life I want them to have a good life and succeed at whatever it is they want to do and I think you know the main f factor in in succeeding in life is having a life a relationship with Jesus Christ because that's from what everything else stems and and so my heart there is not because I, I think I'm better or I'm more godly and I need to help these poor, addicted, you know, whatever, six, you know, I got to, I'm the only, I'm their, I'm their savior. I'm going to help them pull it. No, it's because I want them to succeed. I want people to, to, to have a successful life, to have restored relationships with their kids. I want to see, you know, cycles of abuse and those things broken. It's not out of a place of feeling, you know, uh, holier than thou. And this is what this verse is about. It's not about, you know, if Aaron comes to me, it's not because he thinks he's better than me. It's because he's a fellow Christian, a Christian brother that wants to, you know, wants to see me live out my walk, my faith, the same way that he wants to do it. And we hold each other accountable in that, in that we say, hey, man, you're messing up here. You need to do better. You're right. I do, you know, because, you know, the Bible tells me this is what I should be doing. And you're, you're making me aware of that. Like, there's plenty of examples of that in the Bible. And yet somehow we've passed that off as, oh, you're judging me. <laughs> I feel like we kind of got off, but kind of didn't need to be said. It needed so. to be said. Um, <laughs>
But uh, yeah, in our laps, uh, that, this is where it's important. Just re-engage um, and, and find those healthy people that, that are gonna hold you accountable. You need that, don't pull away in those moments of, of guilt and shame or any of that. Um, and don't, I mean, honestly, I, I don't want you to feel guilt and shame, and I don't believe that God does. He wants you to feel conviction, which is different. He wants you to feel sorrow, godly sorrow, not worldly sorrow. Um, so guilt and shame is an in it, a tool that the enemy uses to push us farther away from God and, and from the people he's placed in our lives, um, where, you know, God wants us to experience something where we recognize that what we have done is wrong and realize that that we should live differently and turns us back to God. And so we need to recognize in our moments of failure that, that what happened wasn't okay. A lapse isn't okay. But don't allow the enemy to convince you that you're unworthy of change in your life. Whether it's substance abuse, you're trying to change a relationship, whatever it is, however you've lapsed, language, what, whatever's taking place, don't, don't allow the enemy to convince you um, of some lie of this is just all you'll ever be, this is who you are, you're not worthy of forgiveness, you're not worthy of mercy or grace, and, and to, to pull you away from what um, God has for you, because God's intention for you is to to overcome things in your life and and to pursue a process of again sanctification of of bettering yourself and um, having a life that that resembles the life of Jesus as best that we can um, in in our in our flesh and to continue to lean into that and so don't allow a lapse to become a relapse don't don't allow those things to pull you away lean into those people that God's placed in your life, allow them to, to offer up accountability and, and allow them to extend God's grace, love and mercy upon you and to lift you up and encourage you and to get you back to the place that you need to be. Yeah, you know, to, to, to tie that, you know, the thread through that our little detour about <laughs> being judgmental or not, it, it's, you know, that that is the two things that'll make people to not engage when they have that lapse or that relapse is that they feel the shame and the guilt. And we tell, we're telling you one, like Aaron was saying, you know, there's that godly shame that it's kind of, a, it's a good thing. I mean, that means you, you're aware now that we're doing the wrong thing, right? So like, um, we just took a road trip over the weekend and I was using the, the Google maps thing on my phone. And you know, when you take a turn, the, the wrong turn, it dings at you and starts telling you to take all these other turns to try to get you back on track. You know? And I, as annoying as that is, I'm glad it does it because if it didn't, you know, we would just be, <laughs> we would be way off course because we have no idea that something is wrong. And, and that's where we start to feel that. When you start to align yourself with the values of Christ, then when you, when you do something that's outside of that, you feel that shame where you go, oh, this is, I'm not on the right path. You know, this is my course correction that I need. Uh, and so that's good. And so feeling that shame is not a, is not necessarily a bad thing. That means that you're, you're aware that we're off track, you know? And so that is not a cue to not show up to recovery, to not engage. But then on the other side of that, the other reason people will, will, shrink away from their supporter or recoveries what we were just talking about is they go well i'm going to be judged that's not being judged you, you know we're, we're helping you to, to maintain some accountability by pointing out those things to help you walk through that process to go where did we make a mistake you know and obviously we're not going to be as as verbally abusive as we are on, on our <laughs> podcast we're not like you shouldn't be stupid you know we're gonna, i mean it depends on the person i guess it does depend on the person <laughs> but 
I can't, I can't sit here and honestly say that I haven't looked at somebody and said that. So Yeah, well, I, me too. But. So, um, but, you know, the, the right messaging for the right person in, in, in that, um, you know, that's to encourage you, to help you see where we've made mistakes and to help you get back on track. It's not judgment, it's accountability. So those, like I said, those are two things that make people come away from, pull away from their support when they've done that lapse or the relapse. But the last thing to think about is that you've made it this far in your recovery because you followed the process, um, you've had a support team, you've, you know, you've engaged in your recovery program. So it doesn't make sense that when you do make a mistake to stop doing all those things that helped you do the right things up to that moment. Like that's, that, that line of logic never made sense to me in all the times I've seen this happen in a recovery is that somebody will be following the process and their life is getting on track and they're happy and they've got good relationships and they're doing the right thing and things seem to be going well. And then, you know, as the great philosopher Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And life, life will always punch you in the face. Like just because you become Christian doesn't make things all sunshine and rainbows. You know, life will continue to punch you. As long as you're on this side of the ground, life's gonna continue to punch you in the face. And you know, somebody would, will have things together and then life hits them and then they go, I'm gonna stop everything that seemed to be working for me. <laughs> and, and you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, no, that's when you, when you, you lean on that support even more. It's not support if you don't ever lean on it, you know. So um, our takeaways from today is that, you know, one, there's, there's a difference. There's, right, there's a lapse, which is that temporary mistake that we make, and we get ourselves back on track. There's a relapse where we've fallen, fallen all the way off the wagon, so to speak. And, and that means if we're in full-on relapse, that means we need to look at some, some of our earlier steps where we didn't maybe replace or identify some of those things in our past that are, are still affecting us. We need to, to do, do that reevaluation. And we'll talk about that next week. Um, but that's the difference there. And then in that, regardless of if it's that lapse or that relapse, that's the, that is the time to, to engage more with your support, more with your recovery program, and not the time to pull away from them. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, now I just want to piggyback off that. I mean, again, just lean in. Don't don't allow these things that that come up in life um, when life is punched you in the face. Don't don't allow it to um, to burn down your recovery, your process. Keep leaning in. Um, I do want to say I'm going to engage the camera for the first time if you watch this on YouTube. So um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at this, man. Hey, we're um, doing video. How yeah, about that? Yeah. <laughs> Always forget that camera's there, but um, <laughs> thank you guys for for just uh, for joining us today and, and engaging with us. Thank you, thank you for you know sticking out through the whole episode while we went on some rabbit trails and got a little blunt and hopefully in your face with uh, what's going on. Um, but hey, we, they were good rabbit yeah, trails. I think. Yeah, we've done it out of love though. So um, because of that, we hope that you'll join us for the next episode as we continue um, to talk about lapse and relapse and just to bring this to full circle. Again, I want to encourage you. Um, Check us out on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, and then, um, you know, give us likes, reviews, shares, um, wherever you're listening to this at. Um, again, uh, we just encourage you, man, help us to get the word out there as, uh, as we continue just to try to change the culture of recovery, not, not just in our community, but, but abroad. And then again, be sure to pick up a copy of Pursuing Freedom off of Amazon. Um, it'll help as you just follow along with what we're doing here. Um, and we do, man. We love you guys. So I, I just want to extend this invitation if something's going on in your life, if you're struggling 
pain in any way, maybe you've recently had a lapse, maybe you're in relapse, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Even if you're not a part of our community here and you just need somebody to talk to you, feel like you don't have a safe place, reach out to us. You can uh, reach us at the church office at 918-283-2221. You can email us at info at cedarpoint.church or you can email me personally at Aaron at cedarpoint.church and we would love just to, to help you as you journey and hopefully help you to get back on track and if you need any resources bible anything like that i encourage you again man reach out to us we would love to get those um, in into your hands so that you can continue just to pursue christ and your recovery and then lastly i want to encourage you to go to our youtube channel you can find messages um, that di directly um, relate to this topic here we have them divided into playlists if you want to continue just to dive into what we're talking about here and just to study a little bit further but we love you guys again we hope that you'll be back with us next week and uh, we'll see you later